0: Hello, people of God, welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast. I am Francis Wesso, the host of the podcast. This week, in honor of Mother's Day, we have a special treat for all of you. I have asked a wonderful woman of God who happens to be a medical doctor a member of our ministry's board, and my friend to be with us. Dr. Kristen Gates is one of the most godly women I know and a wonderful mother. When we asked the team who they wanted to invite to be with us today, she was the first person we all thought about and were thrilled when she agreed to be with us. Because we do our best to keep our podcast within 15-minute time limit, we are only going to ask Dr. Gates a few questions, but you are in for a treat. Welcome Dr. Gates. The first question that I have for you is this, as a young mother what is the best lesson that you have learned about motherhood?
1: Thanks so much Pastor Francis. You know that's an excellent question and I also just want to thank you so much for having me here today. You know when you think about the most important lesson that I've learned Um, about motherhood, I would say the first starts kind of on day one. As a primary care physician, I had taken care of a lot of women who were new mothers. Uh, In residency, I even delivered babies. So I had seen the process and what you would see and hear sometimes is this level of self-sacrifice you know like i would hear about moms killing themselves trying to keep their family going taking care of their kids kind of this level of self-neglect and i didn't understand it until i became a new mom and i had a c-section And just medically, there's just no way that you shouldn't be the primary patient, but you are not when you're the mother. Um, your, Your key goal is that, you know, your child is dependent on you. And so then you need to breastfeed, you need to make sure that they're okay. And a lot of your pain in your recovery is kind of secondary to their survival. And what I realized was that moms who really struggle, that they continue that mindset well after the child is weaned, Um, well after the child is now a toddler or in elementary school or high school, they still think that being a good mother means that they come second and the child comes first. And kind of going through that season myself was the first time that I realized about the power of understanding the role of motherhood in seasons and the fact that You have to recognize that what a child needs varies at different ages, different stages of development. And so, what your sacrifice is should also look different. And there isn't kind of this monolithic approach, uh, regardless of where the child is. And so, and that also is important because, you know, if you try and sprint through a marathon, you're going to hurt yourself. And so you've got to change your approach based on the race that you've been called to run. And so that has really helped me. You know, when I was recovering from my C-section, trying to breastfeed Renee, and all this is difficult, I also knew that that wasn't going to be normative forever, that it was just that season. But then along with that was the second lesson that I've learned is this need to have both the ability to survive and savor simultaneously. Because those moments when they're little, when you are sacrificing a lot, you're just trying to make it to tomorrow. But then you look up and all of a sudden your baby is not your baby anymore. You just don't really know. And I think like young childhood is such a great lesson of this is that you don't know when the season's over until it's over. And so... Renee was on, like, the smaller spectrum, so she was, like, only, like, has mostly been in, like, the fourth percentile in her weight, so she was little, which helps her mother, because I'm not that strong, so it was very helpful being able to to lift her for a while, but the other day, you know, I lifted her, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, this season, this season may be coming to an end. Your mama's not gonna be able to pick you up too much more. And, you know, Renee still lifts her arms up to me because even at three, since she's been light for so long, I've been able to carry her. And just that realization, like, oh, there's gonna be a time when the way I love her won't be picking her up off the ground and carrying her. Like, that's gonna change. And so, You have these moments to where, you know, it's definitely not fun being, you know, blunt and honest. It can be annoying at best, but just kind of picking those singular moments to just sit back and savor. It It doesn't have to be every time, but if it's at least once, then you have the ability that when the season changes, you can have gratitude rather than regret because you've at least savored it but you know those would definitely be my two lessons is one really learning about parenting in seasons knowing that what is needed today may not be needed tomorrow while simultaneously surviving each season taking a moment to savor that and so that when the season changes
0: you have this gratitude
1: that you truly did appreciate it while it was there
0: Wow, that is such a good, good counsel. Thank you so much, Dr. Gates. My next question is, motherhood is for sure a divine gift, but it can also be a burden. How have you learned to carry the weight of being a mother?
1: You know, that's that's an excellent question, and there's, there's almost two kind of inherent points to that. I think that part of the burden is the expectation, and I've learned this definitely in marriage that sometimes that you don't know you have an expectation until it's not met. <laughs> and so with motherhood, right? I think that we each kind of go into it with certain expectations and sometimes making sure that expectation becomes realized is part of the burden. For example, Some people see their children as a reflection of them and a reflection of their ability or what they wished would have happened in their life, right? There's so many things that can be layered in what what we may unwillingly or unknowingly place on our kids, but there's also like... A belief that how well your child turns out is a direct reflection about how good you were as a mother. And so it's funny because I tell my patients this. And so I'm going to make this statement, which is kind of going off track in order to to directly answer this question that you've given me. But one of the things I tell my patients is that there's a big difference between living and trying to die on your terms. And I think that the reason why I tell that to my patients is because sometimes I see my patients just trying to come and see me every single time something is wrong. They're just trying to whatever it is, I want to catch it early and doesn't matter if I'm being blunt. What they do, you know, we are all going to pass away at some time and we will very likely be unable to control those circumstances, no matter what level of knowledge or preparation or earnest action that we put toward it. And similarly, like no matter how wonderful you are as a parent, you cannot control your child's actions. Those are separate from you. And so the thing that helps me is an understanding about what is and is not my responsibility. And so I understand that my daughter's like her outcomes are beyond me. I have no control over the outcomes. I have no control over how many days on earth she has. I have no control over what plan or calling God has for her. And I have no control over whether or not she accepts it. But my responsibility is that I have loved her well. And so if I simply focus on my responsibility, I free myself of the burden of trying to control what I can't control anyway. And I think that that's how I keep my sanity is because I realize the things that are and are not assigned to me. You know, my assignment from God is to make sure that she had easy access to know who he who he is. Have a blueprint about what it looks like to love and to follow him. And that needs to be mirrored in my life. That can't be mirrored in my statements that can't be mirrored in my instruction or my discipline that has to be lived. I do have this deep belief that I think that children resort to whatever their parents go to in desperation. So I think that children of alcoholics, that they tend to turn to alcohol, even when they see the destruction, because they. T- I just think that we tend to think like our parents must have some insight about what to do in desperate times. And so, you know, for me growing up, you know, I would see my mom, you know, pray and and do praise and worship. And so there is this knowledge, this lived experience about seeing her seek God in desperation, um, seeing my father do it as well. And so then you kind of know as a child, you know, you have inside you this understanding of blueprint about what to do when those kind of crises come in your own life. And so that's what I see as my responsibility. And by focusing on just what I feel like God's assigned me to do, then I free myself of the burdens of all of the things that I may want, but all the things that I can't control.
0: Okay, people of God, that's how and why you see that I consider myself a blessed and honored person just to have this amazing woman in my life. And for her to be my friend is just such a joy and a privilege. But, Doctor, I have one last question for you. Often what we give is based on what has been poured into us. What would you say to the mothers who want to leave a different legacy than what their mothers gave them? Thank you for that question, Pastor Francis.
1: There is a level of intentionality. When I was in residency, I put on my wall, I put excellence won't happen by accident. And there are certain destinations that you won't get to unless that was something that you plotted out. And I think part of the first thing is an assessment of what you have and what about that you want to make sure you pass down and what about that you want to change and allow that to inform your approach. And the other thing is really about kind of reading and reacting. I've kind of been in this season and like. Pastor Francis, you and I have talked about this before, about kind of studying the Good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so much about the call of God ends up being more assignment than agenda is one of the things I've been recognizing recently. So meaning we don't know where the Good Samaritan was going and we don't know if he was running late or what kind of plans he had. But there is this guy who clearly needs his help in the middle of his path. And so part of what you have to do as a parent is you have to react to what you see and seeking God's guidance about it. So the reason why I'm emphasizing this is because sometimes we can be very well-meaning, but if we're agenda-driven, we're just concerned about the destination and not so much about the path, and so much about God is like I'll you know go to this land that I'll show you. It's like, okay, where are we going? I don't know, but this is the next step, right? And I think that there is an acknowledgement about parenting because you'll hear about parents who are like. They call them helicopter parents to where they're hovering. And I think that maybe some of that may come out of a desire to leave a different legacy, right? Because they they know that they've been hurt. So they're hyper anxious, hyper aware about it not happening to their child. And this is why I think like some of these lessons tie together about knowing what is and is not within your control and what is and is not your responsibility. But it also, I think, involves an understanding about what legacy that God has divinely set up for you to be responsible for giving, you know, to your child. And so, and by that, what do I mean? I mean, this is like beyond what I'm capable of doing. Because, you know, like, for example, my story, we're raising our daughter in California and and all of our close family is out in the Chicago area. And so there are moments where you're like medical degree and all, you're like, I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? What's the answer? And then sometimes I have had to remind myself that God has divinely equipped me to be her mother. And so some of it is this this quiet sense about what do you see? It often is it's a series of choices that you may not know where it's leading, But because you were obedient to God to go right here, to turn left there, to pause here, the summation of that is the legacy, rather than it being kind of a driven purpose to where the destination dictated your path. I think that if God dictates the path, then you'll end up with the destination that you wanted. And that's because it's been something that you've surrendered to God. And the reason why I kind of think this way too, and and this is again, just being transparent with some things that I've learned as a physician and the way my brain works, I'm always looking for like underlying principle. Sometimes we may have a goal that we don't want our kids to be wounded in this way, or we don't want them to have this burden, or we don't want them to have this struggle that we struggled with. But if they aren't where God wants them to be in the end, then... How much of the fact that they had a different path to where he doesn't want them to be at, how is that success, right? And so I think that is there is this surrendering about the knowledge of where your kid is supposed to end up. At best, we only see to the end of our own lifetimes, you know, but what God does, he always works through generations, and his story is always so much bigger than individual lives. And so, there is this purpose and divine destiny in each of our kids that we probably, very bluntly, won't live to see the full potential and the full plan that God has. And so it'll be impossible to really direct that legacy without us being God, right? So because we can't be God, all we can do is be obedient to him, right? And so I think that it's that kind of surrender that ends up being so important. I was in devotion recently, and God told me, like, there's nothing that you need to learn that I can't teach you. And I feel like that is true for us as parents, that if it's not been poured into you, it's okay, because the creator of the universe has every resource to give you what you need in order to raise that kid. And he was well aware of what we didn't have, when he divinely assigned us to be their parent. And it is the reliance on him for direction is how I think that we truly end up shaping our children's legacies, not merely about the normative or worldly success, but about that kind of godly success to where God can look down and say, well done, like that kind of success. That's the thing that I've taken from it, because even coming from a situation to where I've been well loved and had a ton poured into me, I still don't know what his plans are for Renee. (laughs) So that still means that I have to live a life surrendered as a mother um, so that God can use me as the instrument that he wants in her life.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Gates, for all your wisdom. We appreciate everything that you do for Global Grace Ministries, and I sure love you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know I did. For more information about our ministry, please contact us at globalgraceministries.com. Thank you and God bless you. Happy Mother's Day.